And so she says, the challenge remains to make sure the STEM environments women work in are attentive to the unique needs women need for career growth, including family planning and childbearing. We see less women moving up in the ranks and tenure tracks, and we need to support women and create alternative models of working in a challenging career. When I asked Maria how she has used her success to bring goodness to the world, she says, In my 14 years traveling to more than 25 countries with the Alzheimer's Association, one thing has been made abundantly clear to me. No person or place is immune to Alzheimer's disease. Welcome back to another episode of This Green Planet. I'm your host, Penny Bowder, a seven-figure business leader, environmental scientist, serial entrepreneur, author, and business coach. Here, I am sharing support and guidance to women who are starting and running a sustainable or STEM-related business. This podcast is bound to inspire you to launch your business or scale for growth. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everybody. It's so good to be back. I am super excited about today's episode because I'm going to be talking about a new podcast series that I'm going to be doing. And this is the first episode in that series. I'm going to be highlighting women in STEM role models. Those that do exist need to be celebrated to encourage young girls to enter STEM fields. I've read in so many different places that there aren't enough women in STEM role models. It's actually my belief that this is completely untrue, but I do think there's a problem, and I think that it's actually a problem of a lack of visibility. So I hope that with my new podcast series, I can really begin joining the dialogue and changing that. I really think that visibility is one of the most powerful tools that we have just in general, but also in inspiring people to pursue their dreams and educating them about all the options that exist in life. My goal with this new series is to provide motivating and relatable examples of all kinds of different women that are breaking glass ceilings in the STEM fields so that any woman listening can hear herself reflected. The women that I'll introduce you to over the course of this series are really some of the most talented women that I know that are breaking glass ceilings in STEM fields. They're tech wizards, they're business leaders, they're inspiring artists, they're education leaders, and these women are just shining examples of what we can do if we follow our passion, if we listen to our intuition, if we work hard, and most importantly, if we support each other. While each woman that I'll introduce you to is unique, their messages are universal. They've overcome adversity, they've worked towards inclusiveness. They've learned the power of working towards sustainability and the greater good to achieve their goals. And in all cases, they're role models for the generation to come. Any of these women that I'll introduce you to would inspire somebody to pursue their passion and operate with a higher purpose. But I really believe that by the end of this series, all the women that I'm going to be introducing you to, together, they're really this unstoppable force. And these are all women in STEM role models that we've needed to hear from. So I'm just so excited about this series, and I'm so excited that you're here listening and joining me today. First woman I'm going to introduce you to is Google's Neha Patton. One of her life mottos is that you just need to make sure to help somebody else grow. Super simple. Neha is a senior staff software engineer at Google. She is responsible for leading teams to design and develop products and services for Google's cloud business. She works with customers, often large Fortune 500 companies, to really understand pain points in deploying their applications to the cloud. 
she works with and manages dozens of engineers, product specialists, designers, sales and support personnel to really help work collaboratively to build solutions. Niha is a key architect of the APIs to manage virtual networks on Google's cloud platform, and she's overseen the launch of so many major products in the last five years. She is really an important STEM role model, and she has a master's degree in software engineering from Carnegie Mellon University. What she says, just help others. I've had a lot of help from great engineers along the way who've given me advice, support, opportunities, and just plain goodwill. At the end of the day, you really need to pay it forward, help someone else grow, help them find their dream project or get recognition for their work. It makes the world a better place and it'll help you gain satisfaction too. For this episode today, I've asked the women, tell me, how have you used your success to bring goodness to the world? For Niha, what she said, I've mentored several engineers at Google, and I've often helped them navigate their way through their career. It's been a great experience, and I've learned as much from them as they may have from me. Google's Niha Patton, an amazing woman, and I hope you check her out and learn more about her on your own, maybe by Googling her. The second woman I want to introduce to you today is Shutterstock's VP. Her name is Rashi Karana. She says that it's a myth that women are simply not interested in having a career in tech. Rashi is Vice President of Engineering at Shutterstock, and she oversees the front-end e-commerce platform and mobile engineering teams. Since joining Shutterstock in 2015, Rashi has helped lead three teams through a tech technology transformation, all the while managing day-to-day operations, which includes so many different things. Rashi is really passionate about managing teams of engineers. She has amazing communication skills in addition to being a woman in STEM. She has a master's degree in information technology, IT, and management from the Illinois Institute of Technology. Rashi says, I believe there is a myth that women are simply not interested in having a career in tech. Not enough girls are given the opportunity to be involved in STEM education programs at an early age, which is crucial to instilling excitement about science and math early on. Getting kids excited at an early age is very important, be it through our education system or any other means. Too many women drop out of these majors early on because of the lack of excitement. And when I asked Rashi, how have you used your success to bring goodness to the world? This is what she said. Change starts with us, within our own circles and organizations. Often, we think we don't have the resources, power, or authority to make a change, be it the women who wrote the memo on Uber's lack of diversity, which caused the company to address its issues, or the five-year-old girl who dressed up as a hot dog on Princess Day to embrace being her authentic self. With change becomes increased awareness and collaboration, which would make the world a much better place. I love what she said here, because I actually also know a girl she was seven years old at the time that dressed up as a hot dog for Halloween. <laughs> it's so true. We just really all need to embrace our authentic self because if we don't, who else is going to take us seriously? So that's Rashi. And I hope you follow her and her job at Shutterstock and learn more about her online as well. The next woman I want to introduce to you today is Liz Sarah. She is the chair of the National Women's Business Council, and she says that it's a myth that if you are a founder of a tech or STEM company, you must be a tech wizard with computer science degrees. And she says this because she has been the founder of a few different tech companies, and she doesn't have any tech degrees. And yet she has been able to build herself and build a career around STEM 
Again, Liz, Sarah, she's chair of the National Women's Business Council. This council is pretty amazing. It's nonpartisan, but it's a federal advisory council that serves as an independent source of advice and counsel to the president, to Congress, and to the U.S. Small Business Administration on issues that affect women business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of who are women in STEM. Liz is also the founder and president of Best Marketing, where she consults for more than 90 small businesses in the high-tech sector. And she serves as chief business advisor to entrepreneurs in creating and executing different uh, market strategies. She was also the co-founder of a company called Spaceworks, which is an e-commerce software company. She was you know, on the startup committee, and she facilitated and grew that company to nearly $25 million in revenue. Liz is just this big personality. You should definitely learn more about her because she's a really amazing role model for women everywhere, girls everywhere, and also women in STEM. And so she says, it's a big myth that if you are a founder of a tech or STEM company, you must be a tech wizard with computer science degrees. Nope, not at all. I'm an illustration of that. I think there's a misconception that if you're a female with an entrepreneurial streak and no computer science degree, you better stick to female stereotype companies like fashion or makeup or food. Says who? Good companies require good business people. And smart business people can run any type of company, including a STEM company. Again, role models of successful women in tech companies who themselves are not coders is important to change the perception. A startup team even, for example, like that tech company on its startup team will need to have good business people a good marketer, good operations person. And when I asked Liz, how have you used your success to bring goodness to the world? She said, I know firsthand of the challenges facing female founders. I'm confident that as chair of the National Women's Business Council, we not only shine the light on the obstacles that come up with creative and concrete ways to eliminate them. I'm very encouraged by the actions and recommendations we've made just this year alone. We're tackling women business owners' challenges with access to capital, which is a huge problem in general, but particularly with women STEM companies. There's not as much funding for women STEM owners, STEM startups, as there is for men. They just don't get as much. So Liz is helping to solve that issue. She says we're tackling women, we're launching STEM-related companies, and we're starting companies in rural communities. And most importantly, we are not just talking about the problems, but we're doing something about them. We're helping female founders succeed in the world. That is Liz Sarah. She is a wonderful role model in business and in STEM. The next woman I want to talk about today is Jordana Abraham. She is the founder of a company called Betches. She says that we should all foster a community where people feel more connected and empowered to speak their truth. Like I said, Jordana founded Betches alongside with a few of her partners. She created Betches in 2011 to provide an outlet for women who want to communicate honestly and unapologetically. So since its inception, Betches has been forging a voice in the media and tech space, leaning into topics that consume their audience, friendships, dating, careers, and just figuring life out with a sense of humor. Earlier this year, Betches partnered with The Match Group to launch their newest venture, which is called SHIP, which is the world's first friend-powered dating app, cool apps that she's working on. And she's a really interesting women in STEM role model who really believes in this idea of community, connection, and female empowerment. When I asked Jordana how she's used her success to bring goodness to the world, 
She said, I'd like to continue using my influence to help drive a community where people feel connected and empowered to speak their truth. For millennials and Gen Zers alike, the real world can be a scary place, especially as they're trying to date, find their dream job, or even get an apartment. Betches was created because we're willing to be honest about the topics that everyone's thinking about. Things like how to know if your boss may be toxic or how to know if it's time to leave a friendship. Because the reality is if you're going through something, chances are somebody else is too. And we want to connect those people together. She says, I hope that our work will ultimately inspire people and app users alike to feel more positively about keeping things real and being authentic. It's a very worthy cause and something interesting that was needed in the world. That's Jordana. Please check out Betches. You can learn more about her through Betches, the app as well. The next woman role model I want to talk about is Dr. Maria Carrillo. And she is the chief science officer of the Alzheimer's Association. And she believes that no one can truly be satisfied with the status quo regarding women in STEM. So Maria has a PhD, and she sets the strategic vision for the Alzheimer's Association, their global research program. So under her leadership, the association is the world's largest nonprofit funder of Alzheimer's research, internationally recognized pioneer in dementia science community. She works in a different type of STEM field. She's doing a lot of research to help try to solve the problem of dementia. She also helps lead and plan the Alzheimer's Association International Conference, which is the world's largest and most influential dementia science meeting that includes and invites all the different researchers in the world working on dementia research to help all in one place to hopefully start creating solutions for dementia in general. Dr. Carrillo earned her PhD from Northwestern University's Institute for Neuroscience. She's completed postdoc research focused on Alzheimer's brain imaging and risk factors at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago. And so she says, the challenge remains to make sure the STEM environments women work in are attentive to the unique needs women need for career growth, including family planning and childbearing. We see less women moving up in the ranks and tenure tracks, and we need to support women and create alternative models of working in a challenging career. When I asked Maria how she has used her success to bring goodness to the world, she says, In my 14 years traveling to more than 25 countries with the Alzheimer's Association, one thing has been made abundantly clear to me. No person or place is immune to Alzheimer's disease. Knowing this, a personal and professional goal of mine was to engage with parts of the world where there is not a lot of funding or support for dementia research or care. So I created the Alzheimer's Association Satellite Symposia, which is this amazing name, and it's a way to provide opportunities to assemble the international research community and ensure that early career researchers around the world have opportunities to learn from and present their research to global leading researchers. I myself am Latin American, and I'm proud to have ran three satellite symposia in Latin American countries. Maria is just doing amazing work in the world. Alzheimer's is a huge medical problem and it gets worse every year. Maria is leading the charge to figure out a solution through research to really potentially help millions and millions of people worldwide currently and in the future. She's an amazing female STEM role model that I hope you continue to follow. I have a few more women I want to talk about. The next person I want to introduce to you is Annie Chow, and she is that she is AT&T's business CEO. She has a larger than life personality, and she believes that life is all about people and all business is about relationships. 
And she says, no matter how great the tech, how compelling the analysis, how cool the innovation, people are an integral part of the mix. Annie is CEO of AT&T Business. As CEO, she oversees over 30,000 employees, which is mind-boggling, who serve nearly 3 million business customers and more than 200 countries and territories around the world. She has a lot of influence. And she's responsible for all the business sectors, including small and medium-sized businesses, global multinationals, and public sector clients. When we say something like women in STEM or women in tech, maybe the first thing that comes to mind are like coders or gamers or, you know, Niha at Google. But there's also, you know, Maria at the Alzheimer's Association doing research, really important research. And there's also Annie at AT AT&T, which is a, a tech company. I think part of this call to find women role models in tech is the visibility problems. Like we need to expand sort of our definition of what constitutes a woman in STEM or a woman in tech. When I asked Annie how she used her success to bring goodness to the world, this is what she said. I have been able to advocate for greater diversity and inclusion across the tech industry for decades and have made it a focus of my career to inspire and support our next generation of leaders. I focus on the combination of people, relationships, and cultures that can break down barriers and bust biases in and outside of the workplace. During my tenure at AT AT&T, I've championed many causes and programs, including a woman of color initiative and the creation of AT&T Women of Business, one of our fastest growing employee networks, which in three years has grown to over 5,000 members. Annie Chow, an amazing woman in STEM role model that I hope gains greater visibility in the future. Truly, she's a shining example, you know, a role model that we can introduce to young girls to show them what they can potentially be in their careers. I have two more women that I'm going to talk about. The next one is Sonia Reef. She is Nissan's VP. Actually, Nissan has a number of VPs, but she has a VP at Nissan. And she says it's a myth that it's harder to be a woman in STEM. She actually thinks that some things are easier. And so I like that she's busting this myth that it's hard to be a woman in STEM, right? She feels like there's benefits as well. She is currently a vice president of Nissan North America. She was appointed in 2019, and she is responsible for managing vehicle line profitability in North America and accelerating Nissan's connected services business. She has a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from North Carolina University and a master's in business administration from the University of Michigan. She thinks that Yes, it's really a myth that it's harder to be a woman in STEM. She thinks that some things, though, are easier and that men face the same trade-off of challenges and rewards, not just in the same areas. It's not harder. She just thinks it's different. And I really appreciate that opinion for its uniqueness. I think we can kind of get in the habit of just saying like, oh, we have a really hard time. Women in STEM have all these challenges. And so it's a different opinion and one that's super valid and true. I wanted to kind of probe this a little bit further, but I also wanted to ask her if she was satisfied with the status quo regarding women in STEM. Her response was, I don't think any woman is satisfied with the status quo. I see two distinct opportunity areas, the number of women entering STEM programs and the number of women leading in STEM fields. Increasing the number of women entering STEM is a societal responsibility, and it's a lifelong societal responsibility from the toys and games adults give children to exploration technology and school interest and encouragement starts early. Keeping women in STEM is a corporate responsibility. Executive level oversight and reporting, not just numbers, but issues, actions, and results. Sonia Reef, VP of Nissan, she has a unique view of women in STEM, and she works at a company that is a STEM-based company, and she is an amazing women in STEM role model.
The last woman role model in STEM I'm going to talk a little bit about today is Helena Pirowit. She works at IBM where she is lead project manager and she leads the development of AI and other tech-based offerings for industrial and manufacturing customers. Helena says women have certain superpowers. Use them. Helena has a dual major MBA from the University of Notre Dame and was awarded the university's recent alumni service award for her work in supporting women in STEM and workplace diversity. She says of women in STEM, women are naturally better collaborators and more empathetic. Treat these as your superpowers and empathize, understand, and care about the people around you. When I asked Hina how she used her success to bring goodness to the world, this is what she said. I mentioned the importance of role models and mentors in my life, and now I strive to be the same for other girls and women who aspire to get into STEM careers. I've taught middle school and high school girls on technologies such as tech, artificial intelligence, and security with the goal of getting them curious and excited to learn. So if a girl tells me she wants to be, say, a fashion designer, I'll ask her, what do you think about designing a dress with lights that change color depending on your mood for the day? And then I'll watch her eyes light up and start from there. I think we need to really break the mold, the idea of the geeky male-dominated perception of STEM, and create teaching initiatives to organically build interest in these subjects and teach girls to be comfortable with the engineering mindset of building, breaking, and fixing things. Hina is working on mentoring other women, and that is something that all of these women that I've talked about today have in common. They're all mentors. It's hard to be a role model, especially a role model in STEM, without sort of knowing and having a sense that there is a great disparity in women in STEM and knowing that the way to start working to sort of solve the problem, the, the solution is to get girls interested. It's not unfixable. We've identified the problem. And so now, you know, the idea is, is like, okay, let's make women in STEM more visible to young girls and get them really interested in STEM through these role models. So thank you so much for tuning in today. The first episode of my series, Introducing Women in STEM Role Models. If you liked today's episode, please visit pennybowder.com and you can sign up for my email list so you can get notice of when the next episode in this series will be published. And also on my website there, you can purchase a book that was recently launched, Lessons from Women Leaders in STEM. Until the next episode, dream those dreams and then live those dreams. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Green Planet. To get further details about the topics discussed in this episode, please go to thisgreenplanetpodcast.com to review all show notes and links. If you love this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This helps more people just like you find our podcast. I look forward to having you join me next episode. Until then, stay safe and let's make this planet green.